0: Season 2, Episode 11 of Spaceball, the Sideline Network's very own baseball-themed podcast. Each week, I will throw nine pitches to the Internet's own Austin Space. We break down what's been happening in Major League Baseball over the past two weeks. But before we get into the show, as always, Mr. Space, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, LaValle. Now, now, so I want to throw this at you because, uh, so I got a text from my sister, who um, I didn't even know listened to the show. She list, she's a Spaceball fan here. And she basically-
0: Thank you started- for listening.
1: Yes. Thanks, uh Andrea. Thanks for listening. Um, so she basically said every time I listen to Spaceball, it's the same thing. You compl- Austin, you complain uh LaVallee asks how you're doing. You complain you don't have a desk and complain about that. And then you ask Lavalli how he's doing, and he says, Can't complain. Can't <laughs> complain. So that's why she was tagging you when I was talking to you about you getting a chicken with a side of chicken the other day.
0: Oh, like, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So f- so uh For the record, I still don't have my desk, which is a huge inconvenience for me, and I don't like it. But other than that, I can't complain. When is that supposed to come in? Well, so here's the thing. It came in four boxes, three shipments. I've only received one shipment of two boxes. So they're in the boxes in the kitchen right now. Mm -hmm. So I can't, like, open them. Otherwise, I'll have a bunch of parts all over the floor. So the current setup right now is me working on a card table with one monitor and all this, like, stuff around me. My entire apartment's all set up, but this one area is not. And it's really, it's like my Shabani OCD. Nuts. Yeah, okay. it's my OCD. Kicking. I understand. Right. So it's like, I can't get here in a good workspace. I can't stream. I can't do it. It's it's really annoying. But I can't complain. What about you? Complain about something for us. So we know. Okay, you're like, so
0: I'll, I'll, I can do the chicken on chicken thing. Since, yes. since I was, you know. I was, I tell this story because what was that, a week or, ago?
1: Was yeah, last week. We, we were, yeah. Uh, we Zoomed last week. Okay. And. You had a bout with Popeye's.
0: Yeah, so Popeye's sucks. I mean, yeah. I just, I, I hate Popeye, or at least the one in Norwich does. I, I shouldn't say they all suck. I shouldn't say Popeye's, because Popeye's does make good chicken. So I'll, yeah. I'll give them that. Every time I've I've ordered from Popeye's, something has gone wrong. Um, as I told you over that Zoom call, yeah. I have tried to, or I've attempted to try the spicy chicken sandwich that they've had whenever the hell that thing came out. Like yeah, this was, was like, like two years ago. Yeah. 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 Okay. It
1: was in the olden times.
0: I've tried two separate times. Every time I've ever ordered a chicken sandwich from them, I never get it. I get everything else I order, but they apparently just don't feel that I deserve to try their their spicy chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this past time, I ordered uh, like a tender family meal or whatever it is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, they decided that we didn't deserve our sides nor our fries. So <laughs> we just got a lot of chicken. Chicken and chicken. So, (laughs) is it just a bunch of chicken strips? Is that all you got? Yeah, it was like chicken tender. Yeah, it was like a chicken tender meal or something. It was a, it was a uh, twelve piece, I think. It was like a family value thing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, chicken with a side of chicken. Chicken with a side of chicken.
1: Did you at least get your um, sauces?
0: Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. They provided the sauces. Just they didn't feel the need to provide anything else.
1: I've had good – see, see maybe it's just that one. I've had weird experiences. I've had good ones for the most part. Recently, I went to a, a Chipotle uh, – not Chipotle, Popeye's, and I said, hey, I want some sauce. I want some ranch. And the woman takes it upon herself to give me blackened ranch, which doesn't make sense because if you order ranch, you can maybe get away with getting the creamy ranch or whatever, the buttermilk. But blackened I feel like is too specific to be holding assumptions. You
0: know, Is the blackened ranch any good? I don't think I've ever no. had it.
1: No, because it's oh, not okay. ranch. If you're in a ranch mood, you want ranch, and you can deal with the buttermilk one. You can't just get regular ranch. But I will say this: for the most part, uh, the the ones down here in Florida, you're all set. And I've had the chicken sandwich multiple times, and you should have it too. I would like to one day. I, th- I think what I'll do
0: is I'll just go to a different Popeyes and try it out because now I just don't want to give the Norwich one of my money anymore.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. And the thing is, it really is the best chicken sandwich on the market. I've it's tried it than almost- Chick fil A. oh that's a good question i've heard it's better than chick-fil-a but i am allergic to peanut oil or intolerant of peanut oil so i can't eat there but i have heard from people who've tried both that give it this and i've done you know because once popeyes did it everybody was on board Mm. and i really can't think of anybody who matched it and both are good spicy and reg so i'm sorry you had that experience man have you had a good fast food experience since then though
0: uh, yeah, I went to McDonald's the other day for breakfast okay, you, and that was that was solid. So, breakfast is back at McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. well, at least up here anyway. I mean, you can it, they have yeah. breakfast. Um, I don't know if they're still doing the all day breakfast thing, but oh, I, they cut that out since the pandemic, so I don't, oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, no, they're back to they still have breakfast food
1: and stuff. Okay, yeah, I don't eat, hmm. okay. Somebody made a joke years ago saying or months ago saying that the pandemic ends when 24 hours of breakfast at McDonald's is back. And I'm like, you know,
0: maybe. Maybe that's that's the cure-all.
1: Yeah, yeah. We need the tenders back at McDonald's too. I'm, I'm bummed about that. That's a problem.
0: They, they do have good tenders there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, they do.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so first segment, did I get this right? Yeah. The Field of Dreams game was one of the best PR moves baseball has done in years. I thought it was fantastic. I wasn't happy with the outcome of the game, but overall, I thought just the set piece, just everything about it, having the teams come out, um coming out of the uh out of the fields and stuff like that was just it was fantastic it, I loved everything about it I don't really have a did I get this right I just think it was it was arguably the best thing baseball's done in a very long time did I get that part right
1: I don't think it's the best thing they've ever done in a long time I think um getting a hold of the home run derby but maybe you are not right statistically this was one of the most highest rated baseball events in Atlanta so maybe you were actually are right this did insane numbers for baseball. Um, what's funny is that we talked about this. I actually don't really have a personal connection to it. I haven't actually watched a ton of baseball movies weirdly. Um, and Field of dreams. is not something I ever really had any, uh, affinity for. What about you? You, you probably do more than me. Do you like that movie? I don't know. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, looks like they're going to do, they're going to try the Cubs next year with it. Um, but there are already people started talking on Twitter. It's like, when are we going to do Sandlot? When are we going to do all these different baseball movies? And I think that would be a fun thing to do. But you got to like, you got to restrain yourself from doing it every year, otherwise it's going to become tired. Like if you do this like every four years, we're going to have the movie game, you know? Well, I think what they could
0: look into doing because because the NHL does this every year where they have the outdoor hockey game. So I think baseball could do it. Maybe instead of because you're saying do it not every single year. Yeah. What if they, they come up with four or five movie set pieces that they want to do and yeah. they just rotate it every year. So like you've got, you've got field of dreams one year, let's say next year they do the Sandlot yeah. year after that, they do angels in the outfield. I don't think you yeah, can replicate sure. that, but you get what I'm saying? Like, and then you, you know, you take your five movies and then you just rotate it. So different parts of the country are getting, getting to witness the game in person. And then it's also going to be a television event every year
1: then I think you have to also do this in conjunction with, and hopefully once things clear up a little bit, like this also reminds me of when they played that game in Australia or they played a game mm-hmm. in Japan or, or whatever. Um, I don't know, because it's like, how do we do this? How do we do this so it makes sense for everybody? Like, do, like They're already talking next year to Cubs, right? And I'm like, is Kevin Costner gonna come out again and do this whole, like, is he really gonna do this again? Like, I don't really think so, you know? Um, so maybe, maybe a rotation would work. I think you have to have a, and it would be cool to see like what the record is, if the same teams would meet up and do that and say, okay, here's our, uh, every year, uh, rankings for this thing. Like they they do the all-star game. They say, okay, the AL won these. And this time it's like, okay, Yankees lost three years ago at field of dreams. Uh, do they have it this year? You know? So maybe that, maybe that's a good way to do it. I feel like just restraining and doing it too often almost hurts it, but we can't deny the success of this event.
0: Well, I'm just looking at the fact that baseball could use as much positive PR yeah. and and it just something to to grab more attention and, and more people to tune in as they can. So. Even if it's a little gimmicky, which obviously it was. Oh
1: yeah, well that's okay though.
0: It, they need if it works, it works, man. I mean, that's how I look at it, at least for baseball's perspective. Anyway, if I was in, if I was working, you know, within the you know within the commissioner's office, I'd be sitting there going, "Dude, like this is a gold mine. We need to find a way to uh, to capitalize on a wall weekend." I
1: think they also need to look and see what teams are performing well. I mean, both the Yankees and the White Sox. I mean, obviously the White Sox are there, but the Yankees are still in the playoff hunt and the like. You need to make sure you can't have like you know, Baltimore, Arizona play, you know, you can't have. Right. I I think what you
0: do is you, even if you don't necessarily announce the games or that that's a game that doesn't. When, when you release the the schedules every year, you kind of sit back and you wait and see maybe around the all-star break. Okay. Who's, who's competing? Who do we have? And you, you, you think of a few teams that you have in mind ahead of time, hoping that they're going to be there. And if they are great, and if they're not, then you, yeah, you, you have, have to, to look it like, out
1: as well. I mean, I think there's teams that'll do well regardless the Yankees and Sox and the Cardinals and the Cubs will do like regardless
0: Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, but the white Sox not necessarily. So it, it did pan out in, I know to your detriment, the, um, I mean, you can't really ask for my <laughs> this game. than no, I, mean, I
0: mean, like, look, it, as as a fan of the Yankees, I was bummed out, but as a fan of the sport, you couldn't have asked for anything better.
1: It. it sounded made up. You yes, know? It, did. it Sounds like they wrote it. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it back. I guess you are right on that. I mean, the, the the numbers and the people who watched it, that was really good for baseball, for sure. All
0: right. Let's jump into the nine pitches. So, fastball for you right off the bat here. Chris Sale returned to the mound for his first appearance since 2019 on Saturday, and he pitched pretty well. He had pitched five innings, eight Ks, six hits, two earned runs. How did you feel about his first start in two years?
1: I mean, what a layup. You're going against Baltimore. Let's be real. You're going against one of the worst teams in baseball, okay? Worst teams in baseball. But it also makes sense. I mean, you can't be like, okay, you haven't pitched in two years. Come in. You're in the thick of it and go pitch, you know, prime time against the Yankees or something. That wouldn't make sense either. So um, the – Velocity wasn't there, but then again, I don't really care about that. And I don't think that's something that should be a concern. I will see how he does uh, when he pitches a few like, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later when he pitches a few more competitive games where he's pitching against Toronto or New York, or he's pitching against, you know, just, just some teams that can hit a little bit. I'd be interested to see how he, if he gets a chance to pitch against Toronto or something, that would be a real true test. I I am not confident Chris sale is going to be the savior that a lot of people think. I think obviously he comes on and he's the best pitcher on, on the starting rotation. That's for sure. But he is not going to come back. He's older. He's, he was overworked. I don't think he's going to have come back and have the Cy young caliber year. And I think that's behind him. I still think he's going to be effective, but I do not think he's going to be this dominant force that people are putting them on. So good for him. The Red Sox blew up, gave him a ton of runs and it was Baltimore. Great. He didn't blow it. Then it would be a real problem, but no, I think he'll come back. He'll be fine. that That's really all I can say. What do you make okay.
0: of it? I thought it was fine. Like I said, I mean, like you, you started off by saying, you know, it was a layup and, and I agree with you, but I, I think I equate it to when um you know, in football when a quarterback comes back from injury, usually, they'll hold them off until they're playing like a really shitty defense. If, if, if yeah. that's able to happen, like you kind of want to hold them off. And, and so this way they have somewhat of a cupcake game coming back for the first time. So I, I think the Red Sox were smart to plan it out that way. So that he, he would play, you know, arguably pitch against the worst team in baseball right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I he didn't blow me away, but I think, I think if you're a Red Sox fan, you should feel pretty con- You should feel good. I mean, he didn't, his, his, he was it was only five innings and obviously knew he was going to be on a pitch count and they're going to watch him sure. very, very closely. But I think overall, you yeah, know, it's a, it's a, it's a positive. It's not a negative. And you know, that's, that's yeah. how I would take it. Take yeah. I take it him. as
1: it comes, but I, I'm not like, well, we're saved. And I, I don't think that's <laughs> going to come.
0: All um, right. So I'll change up for you. According to oddsmakers, Otani is the favorite for MVP ahead of Vlad jr. And Marcus Simeon who are second and third, respectively. Raphael Devers is seventh, by the way, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Do you agree that Otani should be the favorite? And would you vote for him if the season ended today?
1: If the season ended today, if the season ended today and people like say, here's who made the playoffs, Red Sox make the playoffs, Toronto doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Angels obvious, not making the playoffs. If the season ended today, I would vote for Raphael Devers. I am a huge proponent for, if you are, I, I, I am really hesitant to give a player the MVP award for a team that does not make the playoffs. Okay. I, I will only do that for somebody like Mike Trout. All right. And because his numbers are just phenomenal. All right. Altani has a ton of home runs, but in the other categories, he's, I mean, he's good and he, well above average, very, very good and stuff like that, but there's other players doing more and the angels are terrible. So there's no real, I know that sounds convoluted or whatever, but I, I, I'm a huge proponent of that. Huge no, proponent
0: of that. I, and I agree with you. I think it, it's it's tough because I'm trying to think of, of MVPs aside from Mike Trout that have won on really, really bad teams. And I think A-Rod won one with the Rangers when the okay, Rangers yeah. were great. But again, he had like, he was doing Mike Trout things right. on the Rangers. Um, so I I agree with you that it's, it's I have a hard time sitting and I listen to all the, all the people who just love Otani and, and rightfully so, look, he's a great player. He's, He's, he's doing something generational right now. But as far as the MVP conversation goes, it's hard for me to sit back and go, yeah, I'm going to give you the MVP, even though as you may be valuable to your team in the sense that without you, would they be worse? Sure but you're not pulling your team out of the gutter. You're not dragging them to the playoffs. Like if they if they were a borderline wild card team, then I I think even if they didn't make the playoffs but they were like right at right at the cusp of possibly making a wild card, I think the the Otani argument would have much more validity to it. Right now, I just don't, I don't see take the numbers as I'm trying to push the numbers aside and like you said it's kind of convoluted and it's, it's difficult to to make this argument, but like Vlad to me has more of a chance of making the playoffs. Therefore, to me, he yeah. should be ahead of everybody I, I, right now.
1: If I had to pick somebody that wasn't, if they, if it didn't end today, which it doesn't, but if, it, if, if, even if whatever, even if I had to pick somebody that didn't make the playoffs, if that was out of it. I put Guerrero over Otani anyways, honestly. So that's okay. how I feel about that. Cool. Well, um, Answer my question, but yeah, I, I agree with you on this. I can't, it's great what he's doing, but again, it's all Nell and void. It really doesn't make much sense to me for this. I, I think Vlad Guerrero jr. Is having, he is right now. Let me see here. He is, let me go to the AL American league. He is fourth in average second in home runs and second in RBIs. You know, He's obviously a reason why Toronto's in it Um, without question. Yeah. And again, I just great. I mean, Otani's having a great year. He has the most home runs, but he's only batting like 270. He's never batted above 300. I will say this though. We all know Otani's going to be on the cover of MLB the show next year. And he absolutely deserves it because that's it's who, who's the most talked about player in baseball. Yes. If I had to pick that, yes, a hundred percent. But is he the MVP? In my eyes, right now, no, and I would not vote for
0: him. All right, cool. So we've got we got another change-up for you, and it's a similar question, but we're going to go in the National League. So the the NL MVP favorites in order are Tatis Jr. and Max Muncie, who are tied as the favorites. And then it's followed by, in order, Brandon Crawford, Brian Reynolds, Willie Adams, and Bryce Harper. Who would you vote for if the season ended today?
1: If, if the season ends today... I might actually vote for Freddie Freeman. Who's not even on that list. No Um,
0: shit. Okay.
1: Atlanta is number one right now. They've come out of nowhere and there's other people on Atlanta that I would even consider Austin Riley, Albies and stuff like that. But Freddie Freeman, the story of this team that they're getting in the first place, if it ended today, they're in the postseason. Right. Okay. They're not even in the wild card. They're there. They're legit there. And, Freddie Freeman coming out of a really bad start makes the All-Star team. And let me take a look at um they're not the best numbers he's had. Um no, he's got he's batting 290.
0: He's got 25 home runs. Oh, that's really RBIs. good. I
1: thought they were worse. I thought he was batting no. Then yeah, he's batting 290 with 8 65 RBIs and 25 home runs. I mean, he's hanging in there when they lost their best player. And they're, they're in it. And these other players, I'm just like, remember it was all DeGrom. No. And I'm looking at it. And weirdly I I thought about this and it's like, Freddie Freeman is, is my pick if it ends today. And he could very well be the legitimate pick. Uh, if Atlanta goes forward, what do you, what do you think?
0: The Freddie Freeman one actually caught me off guard. I'm looking, now that I'm looking at his numbers, I can see why you're, uh, why he would be uh, your favorite going in? Um, you know, I I would probably go with with Muncie. Um, the Bryce Harper thing I thought was interesting. I, I actually was was surprised that he was so high up on on the MVP favorite list. I don't really agree with that one.
1: Well, um, go ahead. I actually wanted to pause on that. That was I had two questions uh, hyped up, and one of them was taking a look at Bryce Harper. Okay, well, let's do it. Okay. That. He didn't make the all-star team, but he could. If the Phillies get into the postseason, you have an argument here for a possible MVP candidate. He didn't make the all-star team. He had a bad month or so. He got hit in the face, and I think that had something to do with that where he was somewhat injured. But right now, he has 21 home runs, 49 RBIs, batting 297. I mean, you have been very critical on Bryce Harper now. Do we look at this, going through this sort of journey, I mean, are we looking at him for what he is now a little bit more? I mean, do we give him a little credit for what happened? I mean, I got to look at this and go, you know, I kind of do. I've always been –
0: my thing with, with Harper, and it's not necessarily Harper's fault. It's the way that the media covered him in Trout. And for a long time, it was, for whatever reason, everyone was, it was like this, they were trying to make this, this battle between the two of them. And it was never close, but the media, for whatever reason, wanted there to be like this rivalry between Harper and Trout. And I always thought Harper was, was extremely overrated aside from his one year that he played exceptionally well. He really didn't do, to me, he didn't do a whole hell of a lot and the nationals won a World Series right after he left the damn team. So to me, that also hurt. For me, I I think that that completely hurt his case of being like this superstar player that everybody, again, talks about and hypes up about. Mm -hmm. Now, if he continues on the streak and he doesn't slump, slump back down again before the end of the season, then yes, I will probably have to revisit my opinion on Harper, just given the fact that the Phillies, the Phillies have played surprisingly really well um, the second half of the season, especially the second half of the season, but overall, in general, because I didn't, I, I don't remember where I had them in my preseason, but I did not have them four. competing for yeah, probably. I did not have them competing at all for a playoff berth. So the fact that they've overtaken the Mets and that they were leading up until what two days ago in the in the NL East, it, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I will have to take a second glance at Bryce Harper at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I, I think he will be in the discussion if he comes for which which is really cool. And, and I will say this: this this must have been tough. This is a weird year for him, but he's hanging in there. I got to give him credit for this. He's hanging in there, and I like it. Bryce Harper has really changed. He's changed my mind on him a lot. He 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 he's showing up and he cares a little bit, and I like that. And he's trying and he's putting it out there, and he's going through some adverse stuff and some challenges. This is not easy stuff. I I think he will be in discussion at the end of the year. If the Phillies continue to be in the hunt for a uh, playoff spot, regardless if it's wild card or I don't think it's going to be wild card, but regardless of of where it is. So absolutely. But uh, any other candidates you like for NL MVP, because if I had to pick right now, I I, I would pick Freeman, which is an odd choice. I actually
0: like your Freeman. I'm going to piggyback piggyback off that one. So I like that one. I think that's cool. If if Atlanta is able to, I have a question about Atlanta later on. Anyway, we'll get into right. it a little bit more. But if they are able to uh, to do this incredible turnaround, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of and if Freeman again continues to do what he's doing, it's kind of hard not to consider him. And you know, he could potentially be a back to back MVP. So
1: yes, he could, which doesn't happen often, but he could. Curveball. <laughs>
0: The Yankees are 19-9 and since the All-Star break and have slowly crept back into the playoff picture. Meanwhile, the Red Sox have been in a bit of a slide of late. They have a 14-15 and win-loss record since the All-Star break. Which team do you feel more confident in making the
1: postseason? Well, let me take a look here. Um, I want to take a look at the – I want to compare their schedules a little bit because the, the Red Sox just swept Baltimore, which they needed to do. They made a statement there. So let's take a look at this. Red Sox schedule – um 2021 and then i can give you a solid answer here um okay the red sox in august where are we the 16th okay so we got a doubleheader against new york then it's texas minnesota cleveland tampa bay okay then it's more cleveland seattle white Sox, baltimore the mets okay so they have a middling schedule maybe even on the lighter side um I will, let's take a look at New York. Oh, They don't even face Toronto.
0: No. Oh,
1: so that's, they're done with Toronto. So I guess sale will never have to worry about that. New York Yankees schedule. New York Yankees are facing, of course, Google here. Okay. So they face Boston. Obviously they got the twins. They've got Atlanta. They got their break is the A's. It looks like just a two game series. And they do have Toronto. They have some Baltimore and some Texas in there. These are very close. If I had to choose, I got some more Toronto. It was going to be some crazy games with Toronto here. I got to lean towards the Red Sox. And this just based on schedule, I think edge wise, I think. The Red Sox have a slightly easier schedule because you the Yankees have to face Toronto, I think, twice. No, one or one less time than... than, No, twice. Like, yeah, twice. For seven more games. And the Red Sox, zero. They're done. I got to go with the Red Sox here. And they've played better against the Yankees in those matchups. So I, I tilt towards them. What do you think?
0: Oh, I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I just, I just want to know what you thought. That's all. I, yeah, no. Please give me a break. The, the Red Sox like- to me are, have been the much better baseball team all season long. It, they got into a slide. The Yankees were have were in a mudslide for a long, long time. I don't even think the Red Sox slide. It for me anyway compares to what the Yankees were doing no, earlier no. this season. So I have much more confidence in Boston. Um, The fact that they beat up on Baltimore, which they should have, and they they did, Mm -hmm. is to me is is the telltale sign that they're going to be okay. It's if they struggled against Baltimore, that would have been alarm bells.
1: Yep, and the irony is that's how they started the season. I think they got swept on Baltimore at the beginning of the year, and then just took off, which is which is weird. But yeah, you, they they came in, they did what they needed to do. Even they, if they took two out of three, I would have been feeling confident, and uh, I'm not in panic mode or anything like that. If I was a Red Sox fan, but looking at the schedules, I think it's slightly easier, and the it, it could go either way. I mean, these are, these are very important games, but. I think there's more at stake and there's going to be a slightly tougher road for Yankees ahead of time. And you can see you could see Yankees and Toronto splitting those series and then just spoiling each other only for Red Sox to uh, you know rise up a little bit with the exception of some games in Tampa which will obviously be meaningful. So
0: All right, so spitball for you. So I ventured to Cooperstown this past week. Yeah. Have you ever been there? And if so, what was one aspect of the experience that stuck with you?
1: Oh, man, I have not been there, but I'd love for you to expound on this. My sister's been there, and I actually have a Cooperstown shirt she got me. Um, so, you know, you share your some of your experience. This is not me throwing it back, but I, I was very pleased to see. You. you didn't even tell me about this before. I Just find out on Facebook. You're up in New York. It was
0: kind of a spur of the moment thing. So uh, a buddy of mine was getting married. And uh, it was just me going up by myself and was going to stay home with the baby. So I was going up for the weekend and I took Friday off of work because I realized that I was, I was going to have to get up there. I had to be up and available for the rehearsal and all that stuff by four o'clock anyway. So I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna have to take a half day. Screw it. I'll just take the whole day. I'll leave really early in the morning, go up there grab some breakfast at like a diner near the, near the hall of fame. Then I'm going to spend a few oh, hours. Oh yeah. This is, just you're living the hall it, of fame.
1: this is it.
0: So um, Yeah. So it was about a three and a half hour drive. Not okay. bad.
1: What time did you hit New York and hit that diner?
0: Oh, I was, uh, I left here at 5.00 AM. So I was there by eight 30. Oh, cool. Okay. So you beat all that traffic, all here. that traffic. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 So I got there. Um, yeah, I got there about eight uh, 30. So I parked about, you know, right across, almost directly in front of the hall of fame because they have all on street parking. And then they have other parking too. And you have to pay. The only thing that sucks is you got to, you have to go out and feed the meter every two and a half hours. It doesn't just let you sit there forever. So you got to constantly go up. But anyway, got there. And then I walked the strip just like, so there's shops and restaurants and diners and just all these cool, like little trinket baseball shops and stuff all down um, this like little strip. So I walked up and down for a few minutes just to kind of get a feel for it. And it's a small, it's got the small town feel. It's really cute. It's awesome. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of of the way Fenway Park is in just with like that that almost like hometown type of feel. It's it yeah, just, they
1: close off Yaki and everything. It just
0: feels that way there. It's it's really cool. So um yeah, so I ended up going to this diner, which was cool, was there for about an hour, enjoyed that, and uh yeah,
1: What'd you eat Would you eat? Would you eat? Come on. Oh,
0: Okay. I got the, uh, so I, I sat down at the bar, um, the, uh, the bartender was this older woman. She said, Oh, come sit at the bar. If you're by yourself, like keep me company. And I said, okay. So I sat down and she said, do you know what you want? I said, no, I'll check out the menu first. And she said, Oh, she's, you're clearly not from around here then. And I said, Oh no, I'm from Connecticut. She goes, Oh, what are you doing up here? And I explained what I was doing. And she was like, Oh, so you're going to go to the hall. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm I've got tickets already. I'm going to go right after this. She's like, "Oh." Okay, well, and she starts laying out all the things I have to say.
1: Oh, that's awesome. All right, yeah, very cool. nice.
0: Cool, so I ended up getting, um, I got eggs with their, uh, they they do this homemade corned beef hash, which was the best hash I've ever had in my life uh, with toast and coffee. It's delicious. Yeah. So then I hit the hall. And when you walk in, um, they they have people all over the place. And, and they had somebody, like a, a guide at the door that says, so the way you want to do this is you want to hit the second floor first, then hit the third floor, And then finish at the first floor, because the first floor is where all the plaques are. So you kind of just finish that and like walk through that at the end. Okay. So you get this whole history, you know, like, so the second floor starts off with, you see like the history of baseball, how it started. So it's just like this whole like, just time capsule. And it's incredible. I mean, it's, I have to go back because I did not, I got to the point where I was like, okay, I only have a short period of time here oh, and I man. want to see other things. So like I had to like kind of pick and choose and spare my time very, you know. Yeah, as, that
1: sucks when you as, gotta as, yeah. as
0: time constraints go. It wasn't I wish I had more time, but yeah. it's a day that if you go, you can spend all day there. And the cool That's part awesome. is too is that when you walk in, they stamp your hand, they're like, look, you can leave anytime, come back. We're open till seven. So it's just, if you want to leave, go get some food, go shopping, come back. Like you, It's awesome that way. So anyway, so the second floor is, is mostly the history of baseball. And then the third floor, I'm trying to remember the third floor had the, I think the third floor had the Hank Aaron section, which was awesome. I spent most of my time just, just in the Hank Aaron section, just because it was so well done. It was okay. so cool. Was that like um,
1: special for this? Because we're celebrating Hank Aaron, you know, this year and everything.
0: So. I'm not sure if it's just because of this year. Um, I don't remember seeing like a, any type of placard that was saying like this is just a temporary exhibit. Yeah. Uh, but it was just it was so cool. It was really really neat. And then they there, there's there's a section that have all the World Series rings, all in a in a case. So you get to oh, see those wow. and. Um, I got to see what the World Series trophy looked like up close for the first time ever. So oh, really? Cool. Okay, yeah, they have, have one.
1: Yeah, I've yep. seen that at All Star Games and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, so that was cool. And then they have uh, they have a room that that has every single Major League team. It looks like the outside of their locker, and it shows like what oh. their lockers look like now and stuff. So. There's just, there's so much to do. There was a movie that they have that everyone said you have to watch. But I was like, it's an 18 minute movie. I don't want to, I, I would love to watch it sometime. But I was like, I, I want to spend as much time as I can walking around. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to waste any time watching a movie. So I didn't see that. And then, you know, I finished it off walking in the, you know, where all the, all the plaques are. And okay. It was uh, oh, they also had, which was really cool They because of the people that are being inducted, obviously this year. So they had a whole thing about Jeter and I spent a lot of time on that. So so all the people that are getting inducted, they have little stages set up for them that have history about the player. They had some of their memorabilia. So they had like Jeter's one of Jeter's gloves, the bat that he hit the 3000th hit with. Oh, cool one of his jerseys, his Team USA jersey, like oh, all these different the team stuff.
1: Team USA, yeah, okay. Jeter and Pedroya were shared, uh the middle of the infield that year. Yeah, yep. Um,
0: did you take any pictures? Oh, I took it, dude. I have so many photos, so many oh, photos. That- you got to
1: share those, man. That looks awesome. Um, any other, like, I saw Larry Walker. They have a nice little thing on him. He's they
0: did. They had a nice thing on Larry Walker. Yeah. They did. Um, yeah they had yeah like i said they had a little thing about it you know the four people that are coming in they had a little it wasn't all in the same section either which was kind of cool they like broke it up in different areas oh, cool. okay. so you kind of walk around and and you'll you'd see it and kind of stop and check it out but the uh you know there are parts that were even like when i was reading up or seeing stuff from like the yankees games in, in yankee world series lore like i got like a little emotional, just like kind yeah. of flashback of you know as a kid watching the games with my dad and all that stuff, and it just kind of like you know it just hits you for a second. Yep. It's very nostalgic, um but yeah, man, it's it's it was really really cool. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I like I only was there for a little under three hours, but still not enough time. Not even close. To being crazy. Time.
1: Did you get any souvenirs?
0: I did not. I did not. Um, uh-huh there just, there wasn't anything. I was going to get a Jeter thing, but like, cause they had a shitload of Jeter stuff, but like, there right. wasn't anything that I was, that was like calling to me. Yeah. Um, and it was extremely expensive too. Like, it was, oh, I'd imagine. like a lot of that stuff was, was price gouged unbelievably high. And I was like, I can't, as much as I would love to have it, I feel like this is something I could also order online in like five <laughs> years and it's going to be half the price. So maybe. I maybe
1: or maybe you know. higher. You never know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never know. Um, but uh, that's the, awesome. the plaques though, are really cool. Um, it's really, really cool how can they, you you, they just plaques. they have them all by the years too. So it's like, they okay. have like, a, they have it sectioned off each one. Each wall has, you know, the years that they're on, they have a, they have a glossary when you first walk in. So you can see oh, cool. when each person was, you know, was inducted and, all that stuff. And then all the way at the, the end of the hall, they have the, the inaugural class there, which was really cool. um, You
1: you made sure you checked out, you know, those old Yankee, you know, Yogi Berries and Lou Gary, Yogi
0: Berries, Gary's man. I took pictures of all of them, all the, all the Um, old Yankees. I've got a picture of every single one of their plaques. Um,
1: Any non Yankee. um, Oh
0: yeah. Ted Williams. I spent some time at at his exhibit. That was really cool. Roberto Clemente.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So there was, yeah, there were a few non Yankees that I was spending some time checking out as well.
1: Did you go in and, and was there anybody you appreciated more after watching, uh, after going to Cooperstown, after seeing some stuff that you were like, wow, I really didn't realize this guy is like the real deal.
0: I would have to say, I mean, in as, as weird as it sounds, I I was too young to really appreciate Willie Mays or Hank Aaron, hmm. obviously the Hank Aaron exhibit I I really do hope that it's not just because of this year Mm -hmm. because to me that would just be terrible to, to get rid of what they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing, like I said, in Willie Mays, I mean, I just think just kind of just sitting there and reading the history of, of those two guys and, and, you know, obviously what they went through their struggles and and everything. Um, it just, you know, it just, and it just kind of hits you in a different way. You just, you kind of, you lose yourself when yeah. you're, when you're really immersed in, in that type of, um, in that type of environment. And I, all I can say is, man, if, if you have the opportunity, you, you, Oh
1: yeah. I, I, I will make that a point whenever I get up to New York now. And funny thing you mentioned Willie Mays, because I always think about it, it's like, who's the best Willie Mays always enters my head is one of the best in like the top five of baseball players. If not one of the best player that we've ever had, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's I, I really think there's an argument to be made that he is the best baseball player. Yeah,
1: he really is. He legitimately crosses that. I'd really have to think about it, but he's right there. He's like without question, what, like all around and, and whatnot. So that's really cool. Yeah, people um, – Yeah, he doesn't get talked to as maybe more mainstream as whatever, but he really is.
0: The other thing they the had to, though, r- real quick, which I thought was cool, and I was happy that they had it, was they okay. had a thing about the Sosa – and McGuire, home run stuff like they did huh. have that. What was that, that up, like? Which was cool. Like, um, I don't, I don't remember what floor it is, but when you walk in, because they, it's almost you go through the years. So you right. hit the year, you hit, you know, ninety eight, ninety nine when they, when they were having their their home run chase, and they had their jerseys up signed and stuff, and and then they had a TV going too, like showing highlights of of mm-hmm. their uh, of their home run chase. I was just happy that they had it there. I know steroids are crap, but it was cool that that wasn't something that they just glossed over because well, of what it meant.
1: Regardless of that, that was – I mean you and I were kids at the time. That's all – that that was on everybody's TV and that was a huge thing in the 90s that everybody oh, yeah. was watching. We Remember, you would watch any sports thing and they had Mark McGuire, picture in picture at the bottom, ready yeah. at any moment when he's going to break the home So it was – we all were pumped. Um, which was too bad what what happened afterwards but we, right. we can't like just ignore that that was a huge actually like kind of like the, the nation was really swept up in that race absolutely mcguire so so you know cubs cardinals you can't have it much better than that honestly so but it's interesting That is interesting we won't make it but we can't just ignore it
0: yeah. no no not at all i mean they, they honestly should let all the other people in the damn hall of fame anyway and just there's The way that they have it set up too would actually be perfect for them to even put like steroid era type deal and put those specific guys. I don't know. I'm just saying, like you could have them in the Hall of Fame. Like the way that, like I said, the way that they have it set up, it's a museum. Like you can have it set up so you they're still in. You
1: just gotta, you know. I don't know. At least they're not ignoring. I will say this, but I wouldn't put them. I I get that there is a prestigious thing. Then again, we have murderers in there. So, <laughs> as I've said before in the past, we have people that have killed people in there. So, one guy tried to put a needle in his arm, the other guy threw a guy in a dumpster and left him for dead. But yeah, that's <laughs> but all right, man. I'm really glad you did that. that. That that's really great. And um, yeah, I gotta get up there, man.
0: That's stupid. Yeah. Sorry, that was extremely worrying. I I was trying to tie it up as much as I could. I
1: loved hearing about it, man. I think the listeners would have loved hearing about it as well.
0: All right, so a curveball for you. The Atlanta Braves have come back from the dead, as we've already talked about. Um, We both pronounced them dead, as we did a few weeks ago on this podcast. They're 8-2 in their last 10 and and 10-3 in the month of August. They currently sit on top of the NL East one game ahead of Philly and two and a half ahead of the Mets. What do you make of the Braves' playoff chances down the stretch?
1: Okay. So I'm going to answer this and then I'm going to throw it back. at. Well, no, I'm going to throw it back at you. And then I'm going to answer this in, in a way. And I'm going to simplify this question. Christopher Lala, La Valley, who wins the NL East? Let's go. It's been an interesting two weeks. Who wins the NL East?
0: It's been an incredible two weeks. And I don't understand what happened to the Mets because we talked about this. It might've been, I don't know if it was in the last podcast or two podcasts ago, so like a month ago, and we both felt pretty confident that the Mets were going to take the NL East. I'm not confident anymore in the Mets taking the NL East. I'm going to take the Braves. And I feel like I'm the biggest pancake of all time, just flipping and flopping all over the place. But we picked the Braves in the beginning of the season, you and I did, Mm -hmm. to win the World Series. Mm -hmm. The fact that they've somehow found their mojo again, I feel like all the momentum, and baseball's a momentum sport, all the momentum is on their side right now. I believe in Freddie Freeman. I believe in in the team in general, their pitching has has been incredible as of late. And I'm starting to buy into what you talked about with the Mets, is that at some point in time, this team isn't that great. They don't have great chemistry. Aside from DeGrom, there's really nothing stellar about this baseball team. And the Phillies, their bullpen still isn't great. And if it comes down to it, I don't trust I don't trust Philly in a close game late. So if it's a close game going into the seventh, eighth, ninth inning,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna take whoever the hell they're playing against. So that favors again, that goes back to Atlanta. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna take Atlanta. I'm gonna take the Braves to win it.
1: Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna throw this out you here. Do the Philly so you have Atlanta, do you think do you like the Phillies over uh New York?
0: As much as it pains me to say this, yes, I do, actually. I do a
1: thousand percent agreement with you. And I wanted to bring this up. And this is the most interesting to me. This is the most interesting stuff that's happened in the past two weeks. We said this now, I don't think I have the same amount of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, confidence that I did in Atlanta going into the season. I think, I think that's, that's fair to say, but I did say, at the, I will hang my head under the fact that I have been very hard and annoyed with when the Mets and I was waiting for this, but I didn't think it was going to happen weirdly in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, everybody else kind of stinks. Are they going to crumble? The Mets are, to me, are the true, truest biggest disaster in baseball right now. And I have Atlanta going forward, going with it. And, and, and the difference is because I do like Philly and I do like what Bryce Harper's doing, but the pitching's not there with the exception of Zach Wheeler, who's phenomenal. Okay. DeGrom's hurt all the time. Bias is hurt. Lindor has been a disaster. You've had fired hitting coaches. This is all coming to, and here we are. Here we are. The Braves believed in it, and they saw something we don't have. Their pitches, they're pitching. The only issue is that what is it? Soroka's not there. That's the only issue. Well, besides Acuna Jr., of course. Those two. It's these two key injuries. Imagine if they were back and not hurt, and how crazy it would be.
0: Well, I think that, and that speaks to this this Braves yeah. team. The There's fact so that weird. they you you lost Acuna,
1: and as soon as that
0: happened, we both said, "They're done. It's over. It's just move on." Like it, this is just not your season. It sucks, but it is what it is. The fact that they've been able to rally together and come together as a team, to me, speaks to how dangerous this team can be. Mm-hmm especially when those players come back or i mean, obviously they're not coming back this year, or at least Acuna is not, but next season, mm-hmm. uh, that's if they keep Freeman. Cause I know that that hasn't necessarily been established if he's going to stick in Atlanta or not, which would be a huge loss for them. If they lose, I know, they do but lose Freddie, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, I guess given the way this team is, is built the chemistry, maybe they don't need Freddie Freeman to still be, to I, still well, yeah, compete. It's, it's
1: wild. It's wild.
0: But yeah, I, I think the, the story of the Braves is a fascinating story. And if they do make the playoffs and if they make a playoff run, it, it's it's going to be really interesting looking back because I'm going to have to actually look back and, and really like break down some of the numbers and stuff throughout the season because I think the Braves might be the most interesting story in baseball moving forward if they continue on this on this. With world.
1: everything, with what happened at the All-Star game and then Freddie Freeman's slow start that he – Overcame it and like if we look at that trend, that's where it's come. And that and to suffer the Acuna Junior loss and still be in it, I don't know. But I'm with you. I'm gonna say Braves are gonna win the NL East and the Mets are gonna have a lot of like you worry about the Yankees offseason. This Mets offseason, there's gonna be a lot of heads rolling if they don't make the playoffs. And I don't think they will
0: fastball the nl west has turned into a two-team race for the division as the padres have fallen off of late They're five and five in their last 10 and they have the reds breathing down their necks for a wild card berth. both the giants and dodgers are eating two in their last 10 and the giants remain four games up in the division so i've got two questions for you first do you like the giants to hold off the dodgers and take the division and second how big of a letdown will it be if the padres miss the playoffs
1: Okay, so I'll answer your second question first. It'll be a huge letdown, but I really don't think that's going to happen. I think Padres are going to make it. I don't think Cincinnati is going to catch up with them. I don't think their pitching's there. And if we look at it today, looks like Jake Arrieta has come to the Padres. Um. Okay. So your first question is: La, can they catch up to San Francisco? And they can, but Mookie Betts is not looking good. Not looking good at all. So I don't know. And San Francisco s- continues to play well, consistently well, surprising everybody. Bryant hit a home run in there. Like they're staying healthy. If I had to say, I'm going to say, I- I'm going to say San Francisco staves them off, which is really surprising in, in the like. But I feel like this this Mookie Betts thing does not sound good to me. I don't think it sounds good to me.
0: Okay, so I gotta ask you because you've gotten—I mean, you—you have—you've gotten blasted for what two years now about your Mookie Betts take. Do you feel a little vindicated?
1: I mean, yeah, but I'm not really surprised. Like what I said was not surprising. He's older. He's he's great. I mean, he's an MVP-caliber candidate, absolutely, and in, and, and and whatever. But since it's happened, it's been injuries, and we might play him at second base, and Verdugo has been completely great, and, and the value you're getting out of Verdugo is way more than you would get out of Mookie Betts. Just value alone, what you put into it versus what you get out, the percentages is completely in Verdugo's favor um dodgers are going to be at, at one point the dodgers is going to collapse that dynasty or whatever is going to collapse because they have so much money wrapped in a whole bunch of stuff and there's no plan what is the dodgers future signing people constantly like like it, it, it you can't sustain that
0: it become you know? the yankees of the 90s late 90s early 2000s in a way yes just, in a way yes. signing and signing and signing yeah
1: Right, in a way, yes. And, and granted, there, there's a lot of injury. There's whatever. But I look at this, and the Red Sox have put together a team that has been a lot more sustainable than what the Dodgers have done. So, and I told you, don't get used to this. Don't get used to it. It's the dream outfield of Bradley and Betts and uh, Benintendi, you know, where they're dancing around the. It's it's over. Okay, Benintendi is not great. Bradley is an automatic out. And Mookie Betts is not an MVP every year. He's not. He could be again. He really could be again. He's a great player. But hey, I'm, I'm not upset about Verdugo. The guy's batting like 275 and moving around, great energy. Could bat him anywhere in the lineup, can play anywhere in the outfield, and you didn't pay anything for him. I'll take it. Knuckleball. Yeah.
0: Last week versus the Mets, the Phillies' Zach Wheeler retired 22 straight batters.
1: My, by the way, he's on my fantasy team. So, <laughs>
0: Who was the last Phillies pitcher to set down that many hitters in a row? 22 in a row. Okay. 20, retired 22 batters in a row. So, who was the last Phillies pitcher to do to set down that many hitters in a row?
1: Oh, man. I remember the gang they had with Halliday and Hamels and Oswald. Okay. Kurt Schilling. Okay.
0: Roy Halliday. Cliff Lee.
1: Cliff Lee? Cliff Lee. Wasn't he a hitter?
0: <laughs> no, Cliff Lee was pitcher, buddy. There's he pitched another for, guy named Cliff. He pitched, yeah, he pitched for the Indians.
1: Oh, Cliff. Okay, I'm thinking of a different. I'm thinking of. Okay, sorry. Okay, Cliff Lee, very good pitcher. Who are the other two? Kurt Schilling and Roy Halladay. All right, I'm not looking this up. I'm just doing some math on my Dude, phone. Dude, do your thing, man. Take your time.
0: Um. Oh, that was the other thing they had too. Was a Roy Halladay tribute.
1: Yes, because they retired his number.
0: That was that was really special. I'm
1: gonna go with Kurt Schilling.
0: Okay, it's Roy Halladay.
1: It's Roy Halladay. Okay, because well, I knew Kurt. Yeah,
0: he did it May twenty ninth, two thousand and ten.
1: I thought Kurt Schilling, and maybe this is was because he was with the Red Sox. Maybe that's what I'm conflating it with. Because at one point, Kurt Schilling came close to a couple no hitters or something like that.
0: It was with Boston that Schilling okay, had his. That's yep. it. Yep.
1: Okay. Yeah, just wasn't Had a couple no hitters and a perfect game. I think right. Right. Yeah,
0: I think he had he had one in Toronto.
1: Okay. Oh, that's right. He played in Toronto. I forget that too.
0: Yeah. He had one in Toronto. I know that. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I mean, Halliday was a phenomenal pitcher.
1: Remember when the Phillies had that stupid staff? <laughs> that was ridiculous.
0: They had, right. I mean, they had the staff that that the, the, the Dodgers kind of have now. I mean, they, they just, it yeah. was one of those staffs where you just sat back and went, it, you're, there's it, no, it, you have no out. Like there's no way to feel comfortable going against this yeah. team in the postseason.
1: Chase Utley and all these other MVP caliber candidates on the team it was crazy, but here they are. So yeah, well, they're yeah. better than the Mets. I think they're better than the Mets. I like them better than the Mets and I'm rooting for Bryce Harper. I really am. All right.
0: You got all right. Me again. Last question. Change up. All right. The Rays currently lead the Astros by a half game for the best record in the American league, mm-hmm. followed by the Oakland athletics, who I know is your favorite team and the mm-hmm. Boston Red Sox. Which team do you see as the number one seed come October?
1: out of who again, like, cause I like, so,
0: I mean, really, who do you, who do you think is the best team? That's who do you think can get the number one seed coming into the playoffs out of the American league?
1: Well, I think we're also, let, let me see, let me take a look at MLB records and see if this is even possible. Um, MLB team records. Yeah. So
0: what I was saying was that, so you've got, you have the Rays currently the top seed and then the Astros are half a game behind them mm-hmm. followed by the athletics and the red Sox.
1: Okay, so we have – okay, we're talking AL, right?
0: Just AL, um, yeah. Which team do you think is going to finish number one?
1: I want to look at one team because I like the White Sox a lot. I really like the White – it, to me it's between um, the White Sox and uh, Houston. Houston. Um, so let me see here. White Sox schedule. Let me, let's do it this way. White Sox schedule. Ooh, they got athletes. Okay. So the White Sox have a schedule with, okay. What is it? The 16th. They got the A's Tampa, Toronto, Chicago. Oh, they got, they got Chicago and Pittsburgh, which is going to be nothing. Kansas city they got Detroit. Okay. Cleveland. Okay. Let me see. Okay. What was the other team? I said the Astros. Mm-hmm. Your, your favorite team, Astros schedule. The Astros are going with a lot of me looking at schedules. This is what it comes down to at the end of the year. Oh, boy, dude. It's going to be the Houston Astros. This schedule is so nothing. They've got Kansas City, Seattle, Texas, Seattle, San Diego. Okay, that'll be a thing. Seattle, Los Angeles, Texas, Arizona, the Angels, A's, Tampa Bay. I got to go with the Astros. I think the Astros will wind up having the best record in baseball and in the American league.
0: Oh, they really do have a cake (laughs) schedule. That's pretty, that's pretty bullshit. (laughs) My God.
1: Like Tampa, they're going to, they're going to have a series with San Diego will be a thing, but literally every, and of course Oakland, but
0: like, but I mean, they, they you're, they're yeah. going to beat up on Kansas City and Seattle, and they play like like eight guy, games against Kansas City, eight games against Seattle. Like that's sixteen wins right there. If they really try.
1: Texas, Arizona, yeah. like I'm sorry. I yeah, mean, they, I could, they could they
0: could win a hundred games. Yeah, they could with I this would, schedule.
1: <laughs> I really do like. Um,
0: that's depressing.
1: I know, man, but it's the answer.
0: <laughs> I, I have to. <laughs> I can't even, I can't refute that after looking at that schedule. There's nothing I can possibly say to make myself feel better. So, no, not really. I guess that's the right answer. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Last segment, final thoughts, fantasy update. It's all you, Mr. Space. Go for it.
1: I don't have too many final thoughts here. I mean, we covered everything I wanted to talk about. We talked about the NL East. We talked about Bryce Harper. We talked about uh, your trip to Cooperstown, which I did find interesting, la la. But I will say, tell you this: I- I'm killing it in fantasy again. I'm only, uh, I'm still leading my division. I'm only six games back in totality. I mean, I'm a shoe, and I'm going to be okay. And Zach Wheeler is the man. That guy is the man. And if um, uh, I think we ca- came down from that. You know, I think we'll throw one other thing out there. What do we what do we make of since we're doing this, we might as well give the National League some love. Will it be the Giants?
0: Give me a second here. Now I gotta, yeah, I gotta look at the schedules here too. Yeah. No, we're doing this. Um, I'm trying to think. I gotta look and see what the Giants, I I'm probably going to say the Giants because I I think the Giants are gonna win their division. Yeah. Um, let me just take a look here real quick Ooh, they don't see-
1: have an easy schedule
0: they do not uh, the, the other team that could potentially well,
1: would it be the brewers
0: that's what i was gonna say it was i, I think
1: yeah the, let's take a look at the brewers
0: i think the brewers might actually have an argument to have i mean no one's talking about the brewers either they've just been coasting and
1: well exactly
0: no one's even mentioned them
1: yeah and they really should. Let's take a look
0: at the brewers. Cause it might be them. So they've got Cardinals, Washington, Cincinnati, Minnesota. They have a nice long oh, series God. against the giants.
1: That'll be fun. That's a good Saint one. St.
0: Louis Philly. They got a pretty tough schedule though, man. They got to play the Phillies a few times. They got to play Cleveland. I I
1: got... I'd lead towards brewers. i got to lead towards brewers. Yeah.
0: I got to look at, um, how yeah. many, how many games does San Francisco still have against the Dodgers? I didn't pull up their schedule yet. Let's take a look
1: here. I'll have the I'll have Milwaukee up. You you take the uh, all right. Give me a second. Okay, I have it. Uh, the Dodgers. Do they have anything? Ooh, I'm not sure. Do they have anything? I don't think they have anything. No, Giants yeah. don't play the Dodgers. Well, then I,
0: I'm just looking here. So they've got to play the Mets. That's a sweep. Oakland, somewhat tough. Mets. That's you know they got to play Atlanta. That's tough. They got
1: Milwaukee. You know. They, they do have one series against the Dodgers. Ooh, that'll be a okay. They have one series against the Dodgers. And
0: then they've got the Rockies and the Cubs.
1: Well, the Rockies and Cubs will be bad.
0: Four game series against San Diego. That could mm-hmm. be tough. Atlanta against it. Oh, wow, they do have a tough. Wow.
1: But the end of it's not bad. Where you go Colorado, Arizona. You get that really you know. I, I gotta go. I think,
0: I think the Brewers are have the easier schedule between the two. I think
1: them. so. I'm gonna go Milwaukee. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. Yeah.
0: So Houston and Milwaukee will be your two number one seats. That's how we see it right now. I,
1: yeah, that's how I'm going to see it. What is? Well, let me just look at this one more time here. Um uh wrong wrong thing here. Well, I guess I should probably look at the Dodger schedule too.
0: I mean, I know I know we're just kind of counted them out, but
1: Yeah, no. I I, I would still pick San Francisco. Well, I mean, go ahead and take a look, but yeah, I'm going I'm gonna to go, I'm going to go Milwaukee. I am going to go Milwaukee. I'll go Milwaukee, Houston. Mm-hmm.
0: I think Milwaukee's right too. So they've got the pirates, the Mets, mm-hmm. the Padres, the Rockies, the Braves,
1: the Ooh. Giants,
0: Cardinals, Padres, Arizona, Cincinnati. Yeah. I, I, that's I, not bad go.
1: either. That's, that's nothing. They'll stomp all over that.
0: Yeah. But they've, I mean, again, they, they've got to play the Padres multiple times. They've mm-hmm. got to play Atlanta a few times.
1: Yeah. I think they're better
0: than both, though. Um, and they, they they have to finish out the year with against Milwaukee. So That's good. Uh, I, I would go with Milwaukee, too. I'm
1: going Milwaukee, too. I like
0: Milwaukee. Milwaukee in the Strohs.
1: Cool. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I have. Just want to give the NL some love. Huh?
0: Okay. All right, everybody. That's going to be for this week's edition of Spaceball, brought to you by the Soundline Network. As always, thank you so much for tuning and listening. We greatly appreciate it. Please be sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review, and that is it. That's all I have for you this week. Be well, stay safe. We'll talk to y'all again in two weeks.